Hey, welcome back to season Hockey Podcast Network. This is Christian, today's co-host, both Steve and Sam. How's it going, hockey fans? Good morning, hockey fans. And you know us, we don't pretend to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So uh, how goes life, boys? Sam, you can go first because mine's been an adventure. <laughs> Work's been a little crazy. You know, I just started a new job a few weeks ago, and my schedule's been a little all over the place and, uh, you know, getting prepared for hockey season and whatnot. So life's been a little chaotic lately, but I'm doing all right. Um, how about you, Chris and Steve? Chris is ahead, Steve. Uh, homeless. Um, that, that I know. I've been able to keep up with that part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm recording this episode from Baden-Baden, Germany. Um, so we just arrived today. Uh, so when you listeners hear this, I'm not going to tell you how long I'm in each location because I'm not going to give away every single place I'm at at that time. That's the not smartest move. But uh, I'm recording this from Baden-Baden, Germany. And, uh, dude, the place we literally got here like 30 minutes ago. So it was getting here, get set up, jump on a recording and then figure out everything else. But it's unbelievably beautiful. We're, we're, we booked an Airbnb despite all my uh, concerns with Airbnb. Airbnb in Europe seems to be still like legit. This place is unbelievable views of the Black Forest. We're on a top end patio. I mean, the, the place is huge. It's got a big bathroom, a nice kitchen. It's very retro, very 70s, which me and my wife love. But yeah, so if my sound sounds kind of whack, uh, I'm not sure how each location we're going to be recording from for the next several months happens. But listeners, you're coming along with me. Reach out, maybe give me some suggestions. But um, yeah, it's we're going to be we're going to be going around all a bunch of Europe for the next several months if everything goes well. So uh, it's a rough, rough life, boys. But uh, <laughs> Steve, you're at work. Well, kind of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, work's nuts. Life's nuts. Kiddos full blown in soccer mode right now. Uh, cool news is we were just in Tucson this weekend, and my older daughter Maddie's team took uh, won a championship, goals. right? Yeah, they took I saw the pictures. Congratulations. I got to share you guys the video of her game winning setup in the in the 18, man. She uh, received the ball, cool, calm and collectively took it, fed a nice pass on through for the game winner. It was was, was a thing of beauty. Yeah. Other than that, you know, on the personal level, my mom's battling cancer for the third time. So that's why there's been an absence of me. She is the toughest person I've ever met in my life, and she's taking on leukemia full head on a second time at the age of 72. So, wow. so yeah, that kind of sucked the wind out of me. F cancer, but uh, cancer is running into, uh, you know, one of the toughest SOBs to ever come out of Canada. So uh, it's in for another fight, my friend. But on to even better news, let's talk a little bit about the USPHL Premier League, my friend. Yeah, both the Premier and the NCDC. We're going to talk Western mm-hmm. hockey, and this is kind of like a preview episode, ladies and gentlemen. And I don't claim to be a hockey expert, so for all of you listeners, particularly you players that think I'm wrong, prove me wrong all year long. I was wrong last year. I was right last year. It, it's 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 hit and miss, and especially since uh, especially with the NCDC right now and all adjustments being made in there. It's hard to read, but what's the fun of a podcast if you can't make predictions that make you look either brilliant or, in my case, a lot of times completely asinine? So, uh, <laughs> that's what this this that's what this episode's about. We're gonna kind of go over each team for like very quickly because apparently they got seventy styles internet here. Too. Maybe I got some stronger internet in here. 
So my wife is going to move her. Yeah, it does sound better. Is it better? Okay, it sounds yep. better already. Yeah. So uh, if, if there are any players out there that are wondering why maybe I didn't pick you or your team, uh, prove me wrong. That's that's what I need you to do this season is prove me wrong. Maybe maybe some random podcaster's comments is what you need to uh, make it to that next level. Uh, maybe I don't mention you. Maybe I, maybe I think your team's going to be the worst team in the West. So I'm probably not going to announce that on this podcast. That's more uh, between us podcasters. But you know, we'll probably talk at least about the uh, the two teams we think will meet in uh, each one of the divisions uh, championship games. Uh, and if I feel so bold, maybe I'll give a quick hit rank and file. But I can tell you, all right, before we even jump into this, um, we're recording this on uh, Thursday, 21st September. And yesterday, the season started with Lake Tahoe visiting Ontario. And I can tell you, this is this is not uh, last season's Lake Tahoe Lakers. They looked good. Now, I will say, I fell asleep in the third period. I don't know how the game finished. But if I recall, Lake Tahoe was up 4-2. to two. But uh, my boy, Caden LaRock Wolf, on my fantasy team, uh, scored the first goal for Ontario. So I was stoked for that. And I think, um, Steve, I think you're, you're you're on the gun. Your defender put one up last night. That's what I like to hear. That's why I drafted him. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm impressed with uh, all of our draft picks so far. They were definitely shining. So um, it's going to be a good, fun season. But uh, yeah, I guess. It's a good thing I I pay my scout well, right, Chris? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't received my paycheck yet, by the way. I'm just gonna, just gonna put that out there. But uh, get out there in one penny increments, buddy. You'll, you'll get there soon enough. Yeah, residuals, well, right? For, that for, first, yeah. for the next 25 years. <laughs> yeah. Wait for that first penny. But uh, all right, it's since we're Canadian gonna start penny. North- good luck. Good luck collecting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Canadian penny is what uh, the no seventh of an exists. American penny. It no longer exists. Oh, yeah. yeah, you guys are smart enough to get rid of it. Like we're somebody's making money off our stupid pennies, and that's not us. But yeah. anyway, it's so dumb. The pennies were it's 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 like having a shekel now. <laughs> Why do we have those shekels lying about? And then you see all these like actors like being funny, uh walking into places trying to pay with like pennies, they'll pull out a whole bag of pennies. I'm like, if someone came in, I'd be like, get the hell out of here. I don't care. I'm not I'm not counting pennies. Yeah, it's legal currency, but it's stupid, and we all know it. So, um, and don't do that to part-time employees. You're an ass if you do. Um, but anyway, well, boys, let's that, start in the that, that was a trigger and a half, Chris. Wow! If I ever need to get <laughs> you revved up in the crease again, buddy, I'm going to whisper in your ear, "Penny, it's a penny." <laughs> or Tom Brady, one of the two, right? <laughs> no, don't start me on Tom Brady, Steve. Did you hear that last episode? <laughs> Oh, but now I am intrigued, so I will—I'll have to listen to it. So all you guys have to do is, is bait me with something to say, Steve. Pull extra time into your schedule, which you do not have, and go listen to that podcast. Because if you have something about a Tom Brady rant, now I got to go listen to it. So the Instagram, then you would have seen that the the preview for uh, yeah. whatever episode that was a couple of times ago was just was just uh, Chris ranting about Tom Brady for. <laughs> For a minute, and then and then and then make the hockey podcast, right? I yeah, exactly. love this show. It is fun, everybody. <laughs> nothing, nothing is sacred. Nothing will not be. Sacred. Well, he's probably gonna he's probably gonna crawl out of his crypt right now with Rogers going down, and and be like, oh, I'm gonna play for the Jets now, and maybe maybe steal said, another couple. He said million no, dollars thank God. Game. But yeah. Anyways, well, uh, let's talk some hockey. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk hockey. How about them Bellingham Blazers, Chris? 
Yeah. So Bellingham, you know, kind of late putting their roster together. I'm not sure that they work in all season to do it, but as in terms for us uh, on the podcast here, it was a little bit late in seeing how they put a lot of these pieces in. They have a few returning players like Sutherland, Dushkin, but they also brought in guys uh, and like Caden Large. I'm looking at all the names dropping here. And of course, Kai Rebus. Like, yeah, Kai Rebus. I fantasy noticed team that one right off the get go. Nice pickup. Yeah. You know, yeah. No, I didn't pick him up, Sam. I did. <laughs> Am I, uh, what, second uh, round, I believe? Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't happy. Uh, I was, <laughs> I had him, I had him scouted like my, th- basically, not to give him my, well, my strategy's gone now. He's my third pick. So I'm like, okay, I've got Dumanil. So I, I stuck it to Steve. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I knew and I wanted Connor, to go that was not so. a knock at you. You were my first pick. And yeah, Chris purposely took you because he knew. I can yep. one-up Steve on this one. And I called yep. it as soon as I heard of everybody. It was hilarious, by the way. Uh, you know, when when Chris had picked him, I, I said to everybody, he's doing that just to say, Steve, I knew you wanted him, so now he's mine. Yep. <sighs> That's exactly how it went. You're lucky I still love you, Chris. <laughs> oh, buddy. Thanks. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, they've got some great pieces coming back. They've got some really interesting new pieces Really, I mean, I think some of the uh, off-season acquisitions that they were able to – okay, at first, at least in net, I will say, like, having Rivas back and then Braden Baxter being back on board, uh, really awesome. And, of course, Joe Miller was also picked up in our fantasy draft, and it might be Miller time there in Bellingham, but they also picked up Raul Sharma just recently. And, again, I'm not going to go over every guy on the roster here, but I've got to shout out goalies because that's what we do. But, yeah, a lot of returning pieces, guys that just missed out on Tier 2. And my guess is with the talent that just missed it on tier two, they won't be with Bellingham all season. They'll probably get picked back up, especially with injuries happening and how they perform on, on Bellingham. So I think Bellingham's going to be pretty good this season, and uh, I'm excited to see him at the ice. I uh, definitely like the jersey improvement uh, from the start of last season. I'm just going to say that. So, yeah. All right. Let's talk about those totems. Yeah, the totems. Really interesting offseason. They're able to snipe, speaking of the Bellingham Blazers, uh, Roman Wolinick, who last season was a Blazer. But again, really important pieces coming back, like Jesse James Aikens and uh, Daniel Cleof in net there. But also adding pieces like Carson Shrimpton, who played at Idaho last year, and Casey Johnson, who I picked up in my draft, coming back to Seattle for. And of course, Steve, you remember talking to Casey a few months ago. Um, you know, coming back to Seattle to play for his final season of a junior hockey. So I was able to snipe him. And uh, guys like Joel Lorenz is coming back, Peter Kanapka. They got a lot of returnees. I'm looking over their roster here. Jonas Rattel. Yeah, lots lots of returning pieces here, but really interesting pieces like Keegan Gazikwik's coming uh, and joining the team and Vakla Sedivi, or maybe Sedevi. Um, Jacob Winfrey. Uh, all these guys are new additions. Got really good stats. Seattle's going to be scary this season. I'm excited to see what Seattle does for sure. All right. Now we're going over to those Rogue Valley Royals. Well, yeah. I would put my opinion in here, but Sam. I I, I have some ideas, you know, but uh, yeah, I mean, the Royals, you know, like there's a lot of fun to watch them in the first season. And now like they have like a strategy of like what they wanted to do in the off season. And they basically just wanted to like get more depth going because, you know, last year we certainly got hampered by injuries at a couple of points and we're playing like playing like some forwards back on defense. And it's just, it's just not ideal if, if you don't have that depth anymore. So I know that they they went in with a plan this offseason. I think they executed it pretty well um, with 
just bringing in a lot of talent. And I think it's going to be competitive for sure. Um, and, you know, I'm especially excited to see ETA back in net and Bryson Snow and the other guys competing for that as well. Um, Tyler Hansen, Matthias and Ebbinghaus and all those guys coming back. It's going to be exciting to build to build that from the ground up. But then, you know, there's a lot of talent that they brought in from the outside. And I'm, I'm intrigued to see what all those pieces bring. Um, you know, forward, forward lines are definitely up for grabs. Defensive spots are up for grabs. So I'm excited to see what, what happens this season. Yeah, they look good. I mean, you got you brought in also goaltender Isaac Colasa. I mean, I picked up ETA on my draft, so get it, ETA. I'm excited to see <laughs> ETA back in that. I saw the mask, and I'm very happy the mask is returning. Uh, but I also picked up like guys like Andreas Kell out of Budapest, uh, the uh, Hungarian uh, Brit. Oh, exactly. But eight guys do have some really interesting pieces. So, uh, and the fact that there's so much chemistry with so many returning players, I think that's going to be critical for Rogue Valley. Exactly. Yes. So, Chris, talk to me about those Casper Roughnecks. Yes, the uh, old Rock Springs prospectors, now they Casper Roughnecks. They, from what I can see online, I don't have a full roster yet. I can see that they're still adding pieces. They return to players like uh, Andre Mataz. And uh, who else did they return? I'm looking here. Uh, Tyler Rayner, I believe, is also returning. Um, yes. The Zane Pickles coming up from North Co- Northern Colorado, who has been defunct now. So I'm still kind of personally pissed about that. But they've got a lot of new, really interesting pieces. Uh, Kevin Milliken, uh, Cameron Krause, Leo Tukoski, Robert Allport, Matai Kubes. I think it's Kubes. Kubes. And then like Marcus DeGlens, the, the Glenn brothers. I'm assuming they're brothers. They could be cousins. But uh, I should, I leave prospects will probably just tell me. But uh, yeah, like I picked up Dallas in my draft and I believe uh, Heath picked up Marcus. So a lot of really interesting pieces for Casper. It's going to be interesting to see what they do in a new city a new look. Once I got a full picture of their roster, I'll know a little bit better. All right, my friend. Vernal Oilers. Let's see what's going on with them. Yeah, so the final team here in the Northwest is Vernal, and uh, I think they're going to be scary. <laughs> um, you've got uh, some amazing, uh, I would say, returnees. We know them, but they, they brought over guys like Mario Paganini from San Diego, Keith Orlando from Ogden, Presley Tothers returning. He's coming back as captain. Marco Casanelli's returning. Philip Lozani's returning. Preston Law Pitts, I drafted him. We're a sick player right there. Uh, Jacob Bulick is coming. I, I think I typed bulk, but I know it's Bulick. So it's Jacob Bulick coming back. Why Gacho coming over? Well, he was a Provo in Denver last year, so he's basically a returnee. Uh, and then they've added goalies like Nicholas Charles, Aiden uh, Orlikowski. Luke Jensina, who's also drafted, I think, by the Mallard Menace. Really, really, really interesting pieces uh, that they brought back. I mean, guys like Chase Perry coming over from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. These are just scary additions to a team that was already good last year. So expecting a lot, again, out of uh, the Vernal Oilers and hell of a fan base there. All right. Now let's talk about the Pacific Division, and we're going to hit it off with the Bakersfield Roughnecks. More Roughnecks. Always love more Roughnecks. Can't get enough rough yeah, Again, they're returning basically most of their players outside of the guys they got promoted. Uh, you know, they had some amazing, um, amazing off seasons for some of these guys, including um, Robin Benoit, who got picked up by the Q. Uh, so, and and also committed to the NCAA Division One hockey. You know, a lot of the guys uh, who are returning, I think Bakersfield's going to be a pretty damn good team this year. First of all, they got Connor Dumino and that coming back as well as Alex Heron. So that's, you know, one, two punch right there, but uh, also Max Sutton's coming back and they've added Brady Regan. So 
great net there. You got returnees like Emil Rodriguez coming back, David Dumasnil, Charlie Sheen. I mean, I look at the roster and a lot of these guys are returnees. I could name you guys, but you're all here, Huff Nagel. So lots of returnees here. I think this is going to be good for chemistry. Uh, they had an amazing first season. I'm really excited to see the second season and what the what the Gregories are doing down there. I think it's going to be a, a good season for Bakersfield. You got three Dumanels on the roster, so you're in good shape. Yeah, and Drake is coming back. I, I mean, I would I would mention Drake too, but Drake kind of came in late. I think uh, what was it, the showcase maybe? So, but yeah, so yeah, I think they're gonna be I think they're gonna be very good this season. All right, my friend, we already gave a little bit of talk about them, but let's talk about those Lake Tahoe Lakers. I mean, this team just looks nothing like it did last year. So, Coach Olson. Uh, has been working hard this offseason to put together a really roster. And like, I was impressed last night. I'm seriously impressed. Like, I think Alexander Kamo was the first goal scorer of the night that opened it up uh, 75 seconds in. Debiak, the, 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 uh, the French goalie, very impressed, very impressed with him in that. Uh, but dude, dude, they got Rasmus Ronquist, Hunter Oblender, Caden Edstrom, Emil Hellstrom, uh, all that we can see right now on there. There are five goalies in that. I can't imagine that's going to continue. Players are probably going to be looking for different homes there, but out oh, Johnny Gunn putting a point up there. And I'll tell you what, in terms of like guys that already stood out for me, I'm really impressed with their defense. Uh, Nolan Huss made some great plays last night. Ryan Pagel, uh, same thing. I mean, these guys, I already made notes. Like, if you listeners don't know, I make notes. If their defense keeps up like this, uh, <laughs> They're, they're going to have a damn good season because if you can protect your netminders back there, I'm really, I'm, I'm honestly really excited with Lake Tahoe after last season's, I don't know, what do you want to call it, catastrophe? I'm really excited that uh, Lake Tahoe is going to be able to put really strong, amazing competitive hockey in front of the uh, Lake Tahoe fan base there. All right, so let's move on to those Long Beach Shredders. Yeah, Long Beach Shredders managed to return a couple players, but beyond that, it's Basically, a, a one of those kind of fully turned over rosters. You do have returning players like Aiden Patterson, Drew Mazza, Mason Witt Jones. I'm looking here at the rosters. You do have a bunch of uh, returning players, but really interesting pieces like Amit Bentov coming over from uh, Hosen Israel. Um, and then like Ethan Sidigayan, Hunter Krell, Jason Mabakwai coming uh, up from San Diego. I, I also, I got to say this name. I'm, I'm already in love with this name is Uten Lightning. I'm in love with that. That's awesome. I want that. That's like the one of the best hockey names I've, I've seen in a while. We got some cool hockey names this year, I'm going to say. But Uten Lightning is one of the uh, more exciting names there. Hopefully he really shines there on the ice. But yeah, Long Beach, I don't know, man. It's a high turnover roster. They didn't have a very successful season last year or this is their third season now. I don't know if they've had a successful season yet. So maybe this new roster coming in. You know, I, I don't know what this, I don't know what to expect out of this team yet. So with me, I got questions mark up with Long Beach. Uh, they got seem to got some pretty good talent on the team this season, but it's not a it's not a lot of players are not returning players. So it might be a rough start in Long Beach. And if they can find that mojo, they could uh, they can end up surprising me. All right. Now let's talk a little bit about Vegas here. Vegas, new ownership, new look. Love it. I, I I don't care what you haters say out there. I love the new logo. I think it's beautiful. The last one was a tragedy. Just putting it out there. Hated it. Like San Diego's old logo. Hated it. Love this new 
less cartoony look. Very cool. I don't care if AI did it. Again, returning a lot of really familiar names, including Nick Benaldi, who's basically Mr. T-Bird himself. Almost all the netminders with Joshua Griffiths, uh, Simon Johnson, and Samuel Peterson, but also adding in Naomi Belcher. So welcome to the USPHO, Naomi. So that's a really cool addition to uh, the Las Vegas T-Birds. But like I picked up Logan Walls. I think his his stats are really impressive. We had guys like Scott Slayback, Joe Gronholmes, Gavin Frack, uh, Noah Morenci all drafted on our fantasy draft. But, you know, they brought up guys like Mark Scioli from Colorado and uh, brought back, I believe, Caden uh, Thorne, who last season played college hockey and is, is back to play his final year of junior hockey. And I think Heath was talking very highly of him. They got the Pelletier twins or the belly Pelletier twins. So I think it's going to be an interesting season for Las Vegas. I don't know how to quite read the roster yet, but with their defense and their goaltending, I think Vegas is going to have a great season. Very cool, my friend. Let's talk about some monsters now. <laughs> yeah, the ever threat of the uh, Fresno monsters. And I, I, I can see them being really good again this year. I mean, their Swedish quartet, it, it's going to be scary. Uh, I mean, part of that is being Noack person, Emil Louvre, Oliver Solstrom. It's going to be good. It's going to be a good team. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked to see this team near the top of the division yet again. They seem to put a, get together a real good team every year. I'm excited to, you know, the play-by-play is back. I'm excited to actually watch some Fresno Monsters games this year. But like with the net, Ethan Jordan's back. So that's, you know, a boat of confidence there for the team that they have a, a strong proven net minder back there in that. But they've also added guys like Mason Brisk and Peter Burke. So, and I think Tyson Bombach came over from Bakersfield. So uh, really it's going to be a good season for Fresno. Definitely. All right. Ontario Junior Reign. What do you see going on with them? Well, with the Ontario Junior Reign, uh, Caden Larock wolf Thanks for getting my first points of the season. Just going to say that. But, you know, they added pieces like Jace Bodnar, who came over from Rock Springs last season, Rise Doyle. But they have returning goalie Julia Arnell and uh, adding goalies Dominic Segoda and Matthias Trinka. And Matthias Trinka, really good performance last night. I haven't seen the whole game yet. It was having, uh, I think right now everything but the kitchen sink thrown at him because Lake Tahoe looks really good. I think Ontario's got to find its feet. I think they were potentially expecting Lake Tahoe to be the Lake Tahoe of last year, which I think, for according to the broadcaster, uh, they swept them last year, 6-0. and So uh, I think uh, Ontario's just going to have to find its feet, but they got some – I'm really impressed with uh, with some of their play there. Diego Flota is – honestly, his footwork last night, watching his skating, had to be doing some off-season stuff there. Really, I guess Baden-Powell, too. So defensively speaking, Flota and Powell really stood out to me. They looked really good. I think they just need to find um, their their groove. And again, I don't know if they won last night. Sam knows, but he's not allowed to tell me. Um, <laughs> this this team's going to be good. They might just have a rough kind of like one or two weekends. But I mean, you know, same coach for the last three seasons. A lot of returning players. Christopher Lai was impressive last night. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good team. Uh, I think uh, it just might be maybe a rough one or two weekends. I'm not 100% sure. But uh, yeah, impressive. All right. And Chris always loves talking about Sabres. In this case, San Diego. Let's hear about him. I do. I do. New coach, new everything. And in fact, uh, listeners can listen to our most recent episode before this one, where we talked to Coach Nick Perez, the new head coach of the San Diego Sabres, who last season was with the Long Beach Shredders. So he's got a, a good vision for this team. He's added some uh, really new, interesting pieces. He's been holding a lot of it back from us. But like what they're doing here, they've got a 
deep net right now with Ethan May out of Allison, Ontario. They got Loic Saint-Denis Lacombe out of uh, Quebec. And they got Nicholas Perry from Chino Hills, Jack Signorelli from Danbury, Connecticut, and then Stephen Ferdinikov, uh, American goaltender there, 07. So quite a young goalie there. I trust where he's going with this process. I like the players he's added. Jackson Taylor, I believe, came over from, uh, last season from Bellingham. I think me and Jackson talked during the showcase. Good kid. Excited to see him in San Diego. Jackson Litzinger, good addition. Felix Gouin, good addition. It's one of those rosters where it's going to be slightly harder for me to tell because it's a lot of new names on the roster. So maybe they have to find their mojo. I think they did. If I'm not incorrect. Well, they played Ontario in the preseason. But yeah, I think it might be a team that needs to find its uh, identity right out the gate. I think uh, the coach is going to get them on the right process here, and they're going to be a team to be reckoned with. All right, let's take a second to uh, thank today's sponsor for this podcast, and that's going to be DraftKings. We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Football is more fun when you're in on the action, so download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. With code THPN, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please pay responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Thank you, DraftKings, for sponsoring this episode. All right. Some predictions out of Chris on that. So now we're going to shift over to the NCDC, starting off with one of our favorite, favorite, favorite <laughs> logos, my friend, those Spud Kings. The Spud Kings in the, the Spud Kings fan base is a wild one and a very interactive one with this podcast. So I love hearing from your Idaho Falls Spud Kings fans. But yeah, they've got some familiar names returning, like guys like George Goodwin, Jack O'Rourke. Who else on this roster is returning? Looking at the roster names. Forgive me if I'm missing a guy. I think Jackson Howell was on the team last season. Really interesting international roster here. In terms of net, they got Lucas Malat coming over from Czechia, Preston Carter from Michigan, and Vladimir Pachekin coming over from Russia. So I think they've got a really interesting net there. I'm really excited to see these boys play. I've been watching the roster filter itself all season, so... I'm really interested to see what the Spud Kings do. They're not going to have the horrible start they had last season when they didn't have a rink. I think it's definitely going to be a team that's going to be scary. I'm really excited about some of the guys. Tobias Amholt on defense uh, is one of the guys I scouted, but never actually got to draft him. Surprised nobody else did. Uh, <laughs> so if anybody ends up with an NCDC spot later and needs a defender, I'd probably snag him pretty quick there. So, um, But yeah, I think uh, really interesting pieces here. A lot of firepower on this team. So it the other teams are going to have to keep them out of the net. And really quick, speaking of uh, great hockey names, I mean, I of course, you know, I don't know who's going to stay on the roster and who might go away, but like Johnny Thrasher, that is that is one oh. heck of a name right there from Minnetonka, Minnesota. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no yeah. doubt. That is a good hockey name. Good call there. Good call. 
All right. Near and dear to our heart, Chris, because this is what got us talking junior hockey in the first place. Let's hear about those Ogden Mustangs. Oh, yeah, my Ogden Mustangs. I'm so excited for them this season. I think they're going to be good. A lot of new names. I'm only seeing Dimitri Varatsis and Teddy Hember as returnees at the moment. But a lot of really new, exciting names like Cooper Fink, Daniel Ellison, Peyton Strzok, Sean Tyree, all guys that were drafted, Ethan Hall by our fantasy draft. But like guys like Grant Hinman, or maybe it's Hindman, Tommy Yox, Caden Millis, uh, Max. Oh, Max. I think Max von Glingraff was also drafted. So I'm just going to highlight his name here so you guys get to hear that. Oop, there we go. He got, uh, well, he got, uh, I think, picked up in free agency because uh, somebody got cut from a team. So uh, really exciting pieces. And then in net, you got guys like Hayden Lee, Ryan Wallen, and Vladislav Brzgalov. Pretty excited about Brizzy because I've been a fan of Brizzy for many years. In fact, Steve, when we visited you in Arizona, me and Virginia were wearing what jerseys? Brzgalov. <laughs> yep, we had our Brzgalov jerseys on. Uh, she had the white practice one, and I had the red Howling Coyote one. Uh, we're pretty big Brizzy fans, so to actually, see a, you want to know fair. something, Chris? Uh, that that'll be a gift for you guys when you guys finally settle into your forever home. Because I just redid my office, which looks amazing, by the way, but I did not have room for the Brizgalov official jersey when he said, "You two costume man." When I was just as Jesus Christ hockey star, <laughs> um, that'll be a gift over to you to hang up in your, you know, into your into your man cave, man. No, that'd be sick. Yeah, because uh, and you listeners, if you. You've heard Briz brought up on this podcast at least a couple times a season. Uh, this is season four. And, and Steve has told that story at least once on this podcast. And, yeah. uh, it's always and a I classic. Think, yeah. And in our top 10 players of all time episode, which I think was earlier in season three, I, I listed Brizzy as one of my top 10. So yeah, big Brizzy fan, very big Brizzy fan. Still remember arguing with uh, Brian Burke inside the Canadian embassy about Brizzy because he's like I brought that kid into this league and again listen to old podcasts you'll hear the stories but excited to see uh Brizzy making his making his way through uh tier two hockey and then hopefully up to tier one next season so I think Ogden's going to be really good again maybe they have to shake off the cobwebs heading into the season I think Idaho took them down in their couple preseason games and so uh again team kind of figures itself out finds that chemistry uh you know Ogden should be having an amazing season all right. Now on to uh, one of their rivals. Let's talk about those outliers. Oh, their main rivals, Utah Outliers. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they've got some. I'm so happy to see Lucas Ouellette coming back. Really thought he was tier two quality and very happy that Utah thought so as well. He doesn't make the flashy plays. He doesn't make the big plays. But damn, does the kid have hockey IQ. So when I finally saw them drop their roster, finally this week, Utah, I was very excited. <laughs> as I got to see what names they were bringing into the mix here. Cause I want to say Ouellette was looking at the roster. Also the only returnee that has been an officially named. So actually kind of shocked by that. I think, or no, David Ukin as well. They had a lot of talent on the team that last year. And um, I was really shocked. A lot of the guys didn't return. I mean, guys like Paris, I think came in right at the end of the season at the trade deadline. Uh, but I'm talking about the guys that were there all season. I'm going to watch how Utah is doing this this season. I think, uh, again, it's going to be a team that's got to find its identity. I don't know if their rink is ready yet. So they'll be playing, I think, in the old rink to start the season. But they're going to have a apparently a big, beautiful new rink that's going to seat thousands. So, God, I got to get back there and, and, and get to one of the – get at some of Utah Outliers games when we make it back to North America. But, yeah, I mean, Lucas Ulepe coming back, that's amazing. But they've got new names like uh, – you know what? I'm going to slaughter it again. David Minetskayan. 
Menetskinian. David Menetskinian. Braden Boucher, Grant Burback, Brady Jones, Andrew Tice, Sam Straff, and Levente Hegedus in net. You know what? Utah always puts together a really good team. So they know what they're doing. I'm excited to see them hit the ice. I'm excited for the rivalry to be a, a big one again between Utah and Ogden this season. It's it's great when that rivalry is just full-on active and both teams are good like they've been for the last several seasons. So excited to see Utah hit the ice this year. I think they might just need, again, haven't seen them play at all yet, but uh, with a whole new roster, I think they might need that figure themselves out period. All right. Now let's talk about the Provo Predators. Yeah, so Provo has been active. Oh, yeah, there's rain and bells happening at the same time here in Baden-Baden. So <laughs> my wife's telling me, shut up and listen. But um, I know you got to go, Steve, so I'm, I'm crazy through this. But, yeah, they've got, you know, great net, great net matter. Uh, they got Ryan Henry, Daniel Duzak, and Jungsu Park. Lots of new exciting names. Luke Foss is coming over from Ogden. They got Matthew Fournier coming in. They got Jonathan Yakoy from Copenhagen, Denmark, my now old home. Nicholas Noble. I think it's going to be a really interesting roster to see, again, kind of find its mojo this season. And I think that's probably what I'm going to say about most of the NCDC teams. I think a lot of these teams are going to just have to find their mojo. All right, sir. I'd love to talk about the Pueblo Bulls and uh, six guys on their roster. <laughs> Pueblo <laughs> dropped some names. They got some great names on the roster. Like I picked up Max Nystrom. I think Drew Spalding was also picked up. But, yeah, I mean, beyond that, we've only got three other names, including Lundqvist, Heinzel, and uh, Mitchell. Maybe they dropped something since, and I haven't seen it. I've been really busy moving out the last week and then driving all the way down here. So um, I can't really speak to Pueblo right now. They they put together a pretty good team, generally speaking, over the years. So they got a hell of a fan base there in Pueblo, and uh, hopefully they put on a show. All right. And last but not least, let's have some Grizzly talk. Yeah, so Rock Springs Grizzlies, the newest team in the NCDC West as uh, Northern Colorado is no longer in the league. And so with the Rock Springs Grizzlies, uh, basically, yeah, Rock Springs is going to get NCDC hockey. SJ LeCompte is coming over from Idaho Falls, but they've got really awesome pieces also being added like William Donovan, Tanner Tiernis, CJ Davidson. And that they got Merrick Erickson, Reed Ramsey, Craden Dick, and Mikai Kawi in the back end. I mean, names stand out like Landon Wharton, Luke Bradley, Quentin McElliott, Will Stewart. I mean, again, we haven't seen this team perform. So it's going to be kind of hard to see how they mesh together. And uh, really, I think in the first couple months, it's, it's going to become pretty clear who the standout teams are. All right. So I'm going to peace out here, boys. Go get the kiddos. Great talking right. to you all. And uh, I'll, uh, like I said, I'll listen to the last podcast, Chris, just to get caught up on the Tom Brady ride. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> Oh, we definitely got to do that. That was the first Send draft us. day that, uh, that 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 rant happened. But uh, good to hear from you as always, Steve. <laughs> All right, Sam, have a great one, potty mouth. <laughs> and send our congrats to the gold medalist, Maddie. Uh, we'll do, boys. Have a great one. All right, you too. All right, so you ready to make some predictions and wrap this podcast up? Absolutely. I think I think that the hardest one. Let's let's actually maybe work backwards because I think the hardest one to make like prediction it. for is going to be the uh, the NCDC stuff. You know. Yeah, it is. And I'm like looking at the rosters. Again, Pueblo doesn't have much in there, so I'm not going to predict them to be the the top two teams. I'm just going to pick the two teams I think are going to make it to the championship game instead of going a, a six through one, especially in the NCDC. I don't know. I'll let you make your prediction, and then I'm going to give my prediction. Yeah, I mean, like, first off, I want to say, like, I didn't realize that that when you said, like, 
oh, the NCDC was getting a whole new division. I didn't realize that literally the entire mountain division was just gone from the USPHL. Um, yep. <laughs> so I was like, I was just looking at that now and I was like, wait, where, where did the mountain division go? But yeah, now it's all in the NCDC and should be a lot of fun to see what, what this new division brings and how, you know, tier two shapes up for all of these teams. But I certainly think like, it's so tough, you know, with me not knowing as much as you, but I think, I think Idaho Falls is going to be really good. I think that, and I, I want to say either Ogden or maybe Utah is going to be second. That's that's going to be my prediction. All right. So who do you think is going to face off in the championship game? Idaho versus. Uh, I mean, it's tough because Utah. You know, they don't have as much of a, like a full roster at the moment versus like we've got Ogden's full roster. So let's go with Ogden. That's going to be my guess. All right, that's both of us. I'm I'm with you there. I think it's going to be Idaho Ogden. I think they're going to face off in the championship game. With what I've seen, you Ogden already bring in. Uh, I think they're going to be really good. I think Idaho might be the team that walks out of the NCDC uh, West. We'll see. Uh, Idaho looks really good in my opinion, but uh, again, the season will tell. Injuries can happen. Players don't mesh. Rosters like Pueblo could become very very clear. Um, Utah's could become very, very clear. But with what we have right now, I want to say it's going to probably be Idaho and Ogden facing off in that uh, final game. And I think Idaho might uh, walk away with the the first NCDC West title. But you know what? Other five teams proved me wrong. Take them down. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm excited to see what Rock Springs can bring. You know, yeah, they, really they excited. They've got some interesting pieces, of course. Yeah. They've got a lot of interesting pieces. I'm literally staring at the roster while I talk right now. Like, uh, I'm Again, some of the stats coming off these players are impressive. It's just going to be – it's hard. It's their first season. A lot of these guys have not played together. It's going to be uh, – this could age really well or very poorly. So uh, you want me to start in the Pacific to make a prediction? Sure. Yeah, you can go You can go first for that one. Yeah, I mean, again, with the Pacific, you got Bakersfield, Lake Tahoe, Long Beach, Vegas, Fresno, Ontario, and San Diego. And I'm telling you, I mean, it's early in the season and there's only been a game as of this recording, but I feel like Fresno once again is going to be in that final championship game. They're just built roster building capabilities are incredible. I think they're going to be one of the final two. It's kind of too early for me with Ontario and San Diego and even Vegas. I think Long Beach is going to have to find its footing. So I'm really stuck between Bakersfield and Lake Tahoe because I've seen Lake Tahoe play. But Bakersfield has more returnees, and they've all played together. So I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say it's Bakersfield faces off against Fresno. Um, I, I like the sound of that, and honestly, I'm I'm kind of on the same page. Like I don't I don't want to be like I'm not yes yes Manning or yes Anding, you know. But like I mean, Fresno like just has so much talent, like you said, with the the Swedish quartet, and you know, Noah person just putting up points upon points all the time, and Ethan Jordan and Net. So. I feel I, I once again I, I do feel pretty confident about about them being one of the top two and then you know Vegas was that that second team last year and it's just I don't know I, I still feel like they might need to fill out their roster a little bit more possibly you know they might they might be setting goalie but like forwards and defense they might need a little more to figure that out and so we'll see what happens and then you know Bakersfield and and Lake Tahoe like both of those teams could be a lot like be very good this year. So it's hard, it's hard to really pick who, who makes the most sense to be number two. And I kind of agree that, that having that chemistry and whatever built in already, I think that Bakersfield, I like them also being one of those top two teams. 
Yeah, and, and again, some of these rosters for us aren't filled out, but I know that these coaches and coaching staffs and general managers have been working all season long, and they know who they want. And, you know, actually, this at the end of the season where they really have to cut players they really like. So I know it's a really tough time of the season for them and a really tough time for the players being cut at the end. But we don't get to see the whole roster, so it's kind of hard for us to think. But, uh, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked by Lake Tahoe or San Diego or any of these teams cutting in there and, and, and putting up a fight. So it's going to be really interesting to see. Yeah, so interesting. But I think Fresno will probably come out on top. And again, it's for the other six teams to prove me wrong. Uh, take them out. It's a team that everyone was gunning for the last several seasons. And you know who took them out last year? Vegas. Uh, and yeah. Fresno <laughs> is probably going to be the team near the top again. So, you know, uh, got to go for the king, right? So exactly. <laughs> Ontario Reigns like, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> All right, Let's talk Northwest. Do you want me to start with the Northwest and you finish since you're Northwest connected? Yeah, that sounds great. All right. Again, I think this one, it's going to be, an, I don't know if you can hear the rain in the background. It's pretty awesome. Uh, we're getting a nice storm here in Baden-Baden. Again, I think with the only problem I have right now with Casper is I don't see enough of their roster where I can see the other team's rosters. But I really think Seattle and Vernal have once again just, Vernal I think is just going to be an incredible team again this season. But I think Seattle might put up a fight. I think Seattle has returned a lot of their players, as has Vernal, and you know, new new season, new dynamics. You know, Vernal lost a lot of really important pieces last year that were critical. And I don't know. I think I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it's, you know, I think it'll be Seattle-Vernal in the finals instead of, uh, what was it, Rogue Valley last year, right? It was Rogue Valley and Vernal. No, uh, we we finished fourth, but we got to play them in the playoffs. Um, ah, yes. Was it, it was we, Seattle and Vernal last season, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like, it's like they had that weird thing where like four teams in our division made the playoffs and then we faced off against each other to like okay, eventually yeah. get to the point where one team came out on top. And yeah, that was Vernal, of course. But but yeah, like I I completely agree that I mean, obviously, you know, the talent that they lost was like, you know, those players had to move on because they were just incredibly talented and Bartikovics yeah. and Molnar and whatnot. So a bunch have gone pro with Slovakia. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think that you're right on the money. I think that Seattle, like they already had a lot of talent and now they've even added players that I think that could make them even better, like you were saying, uh, between like Wolinek and Johnson and Shrimpton. And so I, I think that it might be very, very close to figure out who's going to be the top two. And I think I think I like the challenge of seeing if Rogue Valley can can get third maybe this year. It's going to be between I, – I think it's going to be between them and Bellingham for third place. And what like we were talking about earlier, Bellingham's also put together a pretty good roster with some returnees and some of their new players. So I think that for the top two, it's definitely between definitely between Vernal and Seattle. And I think it's so close because Vernal's got the talent too, but like they did lose quite a few players. So I don't know. I think Seattle might be number one, and then I'll say Vernal's yeah. two. Okay, so we're on the same page basically. Yeah, I think it's a yeah. So. No shockers here, I guess, between the between the pair of us here. But yeah, I think Seattle be the team that comes out on top and advances to the uh, the Nationals. But um, I, again, I wouldn't be surprised by your Rogue Valley Royals with all the chemistry coming back from last season. Chemistry is important for these teams, and the boys know how to play together. And what Ebbinghaus is the captain now, so a big yeah. shout out there to, to Ebbinghaus. But I think, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked by you know, Rogue Valley squeezing in there too and putting up a fight. Again, Casper's roster is a little bit too new and, and Bellingham, they've added a lot of new pieces. So I have to see Bellingham play. I can't really 
feel it out yet because it's not a ton of returnees. They have a good chunk of them, but not a lot. But they added a lot of really interesting, awesome pieces. So honestly, nothing, honestly, nothing in this division will shock me. But I'm picking Seattle. So it's up to the other four teams to prove me wrong and knock them off. So because I know you guys listen and it's it's I've had both coaches and players reach out that they've they've used what we've said on this podcast for fuel, whether good or bad. <laughs> so, you know, use it, use this as fuel and uh, prove us wrong. I love seeing every single one of these you know teams succeed. I don't like blowouts. I really want to the best for all these players and, and for to see them advance and have a long season and a healthy season and not see some of the cheap shit I saw last year. But, uh, you know, it's hockey. That's it's part of the game. I was that goal. Comes with the territory. But yeah, I think this is a great place to wrap this episode up. We uh, want to thank all you listeners for tuning in. Be sure to follow us on social media to stay up to date and reach out to junior collegiate hockey roles and wish to get on a future podcast. This was the Pigeon Hockey Podcast with Chris, used to be Steve, and now Sam. The formerly the player formerly known as Steve. But uh, <laughs> uh, have a great day, hockey fans. Oh, and remember, listeners, prove us wrong and always clear your crease.